your inheritance. I don't know about you, but the devil's been fighting me this week. And I said, Satan, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. And this song came to me on the way to church. And I I love this chorus. It says, arise, possess your inheritance. There's no bondage. There's no chain that Satan can hold you down with. Amen. So if, if Satan's been fighting you this week, I want you to stand and I want you to sing. I arise and I possess my inheritance this evening. Amen. Let's start with the first verse.
possess your inheritance for this is the year of jubilee arise be not entangled with the yoke of bondage understand the liberty by which Christ has set you free service in a word of prayer. We do got a prayer request for um, our sister Emily Drake is requesting prayer. She fell today and broke her ankle in three places. She's wanting for surgery to repair it. She's asking that the doctors will be able to do the surgery tonight. Amen. Let me bring that before the Lord, Brother Jean. We open up the service. Amen. If you have a need, just lift it before the Lord. Amen. You can meet that need tonight. Amen. Heavenly Father, we've come tonight before your presence, Lord, on the first day of Winter Camp 2024, Lord. Father, I believe as a church we've been prepared for this moment, Lord. The services that have been coming across the pulpit, we've heard the Holy Spirit prepare us, Lord. And our hearts are ready for your word, Lord. For whatever you have in store for us tonight, Father, we expect you to do great things in our midst tonight, Lord. Father, even though tonight is a Wednesday night, Father, not perhaps a, a Friday on Mount Baker, but you are the same God that's going to be on Mount Baker. You're in our midst here this evening, Father. I pray that your word will come across the pulpit in power and in demonstration of the Holy Spirit, Father. May the people of God arise tonight, Father. Let all the chains and the bondage be broken off of our children, Lord Jesus. Anoint your servant, our brother Andrew Glover, Lord, who's come a long way to be with us this during this time, Father. I pray that you give him unction and liberty, Father. Let the Holy Spirit, use the man of God, Father. We've come to hear from you, not from a man, but we've come to hear what you have in store for us. Parents have been prepared for this, Lord. Counselors are ready. Ministry, deacons, Father, as a church, we come united under one mind, one burden, one common accord. Let this room tonight be like the upper room experience, Lord Jesus. Let the Holy Spirit be poured out among us, Father, through the preaching of the word, oh God. Let the Spirit of God begin to move, oh God. Let those who've never raised their hand before, let this be the night they can raise their hand in prayer, Father. Those who have been born, oh God, unable to praise, let this be the night they can lift up their hands before you oh God take the shackles off our hands and feet that we can stand in your presence in rejoicing tonight Lord have your way oh God have the preeminence that you desire Father before the word of God comes across Lord I pray there's anything in our lives Lord God that will hinder the move of the spirit Father I pray that you forgive us oh God let your blood oh God that was shed for our sins cleanse us Father from the pulpit oh God to the last bench oh God to the last pew each one of us under the blood may you give us Father a cleansing by the washing of the water of your word that your word may find a resting place in our souls tonight Father, for every need that's among us now, let the word of God rise to the occasion. For the word of God has the answer to meet every need. The prophet of God has told us, Father, that the end time message will meet the end time condition and the end time needs, oh God. Minister to our hearts, Lord, we open up our souls before you, Father. Feed us, oh God, I pray. In Jesus' name, 
Amen. And you may have your seats. And welcome those who are on the internet, those who are visiting with us. Amen. We trust you all feel welcome. Amen. Well, Brother Michael and Sister Victoria Adam Moore have a special for us as they come. Can we sing Casting All My Cares on You? So I'm casting. So I'm casting all my cares on you. that held regret over my head is gone these chains are ashes now that once were rusted on I was a runaway now I am finally home my sin it held me bound and kept me as a slave until your hand reached down pulled me out of my grave into the freedom found only in jesus name i am forgiven no longer lost now i am living in the power of the cross The Father gave His Son so I could be set free. And now the scales are gone, my eyes can finally see. I'll tell the world of all Jesus has done for me. Jesus, 
Psalms 34, just as our brother Andrew come, or turn the service to our pastor, Brother Tom. I sought the Lord, and he answered me, amen. I sought the Lord, and he answered me, and Be ashamed. There'll never be a shame. 
us bless the Lord every day and night, never ending praise. May our incense, let's all stand, let us bless the raise up our voices. Let's just lift up our hands. Let him dwell amongst the praise of his people. Let there be a people that can lift up their hearts to him and say, oh God, we give you never-ending praise, Lord. Wonderful Savior, we bless your holy name. We thank you for these blessed times, Lord. Hallelujah to the Lamb. You're worthy of praise and glory. We thank you for a group of people that can assemble this evening, Lord. We have our young people up front, Lord, with great anticipation. We got the men of God here that will minister the word of the Lord. God, we want to bless your holy name. We just don't want a church service. We want the Holy Spirit to move amongst us, Lord. Fill our young people. Deliver our young people. Save our young people. Hallelujah. Trouble the waters, Father. We come with great expectation. We ask, Lord, that you will take our brother Andrew Glover like never before. Lord, we feel it's a deep privilege to have brother Andrew with us. We just pray, God, that you will remove the man tonight. Supernaturally take a hold of the vessel. Lord, let the elders of the church of the living God pull on the gift of God. And may the word of God find good ground in the hearts of each and every one, whether they've been joining us, Lord, with the internet, or whether they're here present. We want to bless your holy name. So would you bless this service? We've prayed, we'll pray again, and we'll pray again. Lord, we thank you for your grace, your love, and your mercy. Bless each one that has assembled this evening. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, they said, this is the beginning of camp. So it's camp time. And we have a group of lovely young 
brothers and sisters here ready for a, a great move of the Holy Spirit. I don't know what your expectation is, but mine's been very high. And uh, since we, we had a wonderful time in prayers, a family prayer meeting on Monday night, my expectation does not never go lower, saints. It only grows and goes higher. And to have Brother Andrew here is uh, just a blessing to us. And he doesn't even need an introduction. And Brother Andrew Glover comes from it's Black, Blacksburg, Virginia. I said, well, I have to know where Blacksburg is. It's, it's like saying Cloverdale. But it's way bigger than Cloverdale. And God has allowed us to have Brother Andrew. Here's Pastor Brother Sean Martin. Faith Tabernacle, right? And Brother Sean is a wonderful brother. And we've got to have him out here sooner or later. I prefer sooner. But we're so thankful for the different ones that have come to be with us in the camp. Yolin, I saw you there all the way from Switzerland. That's a long ways to come. No excuse for somebody in Cloverdale to miss church. Sister Yolin's come all the way from Switzerland. And God bless you. And all that have joined us. Tom, where's Thomas Cross? There he is, all the way from Ohio. Came with Brother Andrew. Privilege to have you here, Thomas. God bless you. Have you come expecting tonight? That's the main thing. I don't want anybody sitting back and just say, oh, this is for the young people. This is for me. Amen. I got a, a friend here that I, I'm, I'm, I think our friendship is getting a little bit, but it won't break, Brother Ed. It'll never break. Brother Ed Hammermeister, pastor in Edmonton is here. You know, there's different stations in lives, and we keep on changing in these stations and titles. And now he's a grandpa, I understand. Congratulations, Sister Sandy. God bless you. Thank you for coming and being with us tonight. Well, Brother Andrew, we want you to have your liberty. We're going to have church. Is that what you say in the South? We're going to have church. Well, now you're in the North, and we're going to say we're going to have church. Let the Holy Spirit have its way. And let Brother Andrew be yielded to the Holy Spirit to speak to our hearts. God bless you, Brother Andrew. Let's come to the pulpit. God bless you this evening. Amen. How many is happy to be in the house of the Lord? Amen. We are surely under expectation tonight of his presence. Amen. And I believe he's already in the building. Amen. If you have your Bibles tonight, we'll go straight to the word. We'll invite you to the book of St. John, the 20th chapter. And uh, while you're turning there this evening, we want to just say God bless you. And we once again do appreciate the opportunity and the invitation to be here once again. And amen. It's, uh, it's almost like coming home, Brother Tom. Amen. Uh, we was over at Brother Tom's last night. I think it was the third uh, third birthday that Brother Sam has spent with us, and so uh, it was just a real real special time. Amen. To Amen. Be with the family, and uh, we sure sure appreciate the church here and the stand. Amen. For the message of the hour, and how many is under expectation for what the Lord is, what He's doing, and what He's going to do? Amen. We we know He's moving among His church in a special way, and Amen. For that, we're grateful tonight. We do want to bring you greetings from our pastor, Brother Sean Mark and all the saints there at home send their greetings to you and amen we um sure sure special tonight to see brother ed when we walked in the back door there i stepped in the back room i said i think my eyes are playing tricks on me and 
I said, what do you mean? I said, I think I seen Brother Ed Hammermeister out front. And so it sure is good to see you and Sister Sandy. God bless you all. And amen. All the, all the believers here, it's always good to be together. Amen. And we do want to say God bless you to Brother, Brother and Sister Biscoe. We sure appreciate them and their labor through the years for the kingdom of God. And amen. I, I count it a real honor and a privilege to stand here behind this pulpit and on this platform that has been raised up and built on the preaching of the message of the hour. And we sure love and appreciate Brother Biscoe. And I told somebody the other day, I said, uh, I've been a been a strong student of Brother Ed's ministry, amen, because he always preached the message. And uh, I believe I believe God has uh, honored that and has blessed this church. And now Brother Tom and the ministry, amen, still promoting the message. We say God bless you all. And we sure, sure appreciate you this evening. Maybe before we read the word, let's just bow our hearts together for a word of prayer. And we'll just ask him to come. Maybe you just join with us now. Heavenly Father, Lord, as your believers have gathered here on this Wednesday afternoon, Lord, as we've now humbled our spirits in your presence, Lord, we've laid aside the cares of life, the things of the day, the things of the week, Lord, and now entering into this season, Father, of camp, Lord. Lord, gathering here tonight to open your word and to speak things of, Lord, that's not the words of a man, but is supernatural words. Father, Lord, there's nothing that I could say of my own self that would help this people. But, Lord, I believe the message that you've sent in this generation is more than just books. It's more than just tapes, Lord. It's more than just a prophet. But, Lord, oh, God, it's vindicated word. It's manifested word. And, Lord, the vindication of this message has gone beyond any any thoughts or human abilities, oh, God. So, Lord, as we now turn our attention, we humble ourselves to this message, Lord. Father, I pray for those that are here tonight. Lord, maybe some suffering in their bodies. I pray as the word goes forth, Lord, may healing come. Lord, I pray for those that may be bound in spirit as your word is ministered. Lord, may the ministering of your word break the hold of the enemy over their life, oh, God. Lord, as we would just endeavor to open up our hearts before you in preparation for the meetings this weekend. Lord, we're inviting you. May you come among us tonight in a special way. Lord, may you anoint both the speaker and hearer, oh God. Father, I pray, Lord, you would just have your way among us. Lord, may this be more than a service, Lord. Father, may it be another Emmaus road walk where you would step out, Lord, and you would reveal yourself as only you can do. Now, Father, we commit ourselves in this meeting in thy faithful hands. Help us, Lord, to get ourselves out of the way. And Father, Lord, may you not just be an onlooker here tonight. Lord, may you not sit in the corner, Father, but Lord, we're asking you, may you come and may you take an active part in this meeting, Lord. May you may you show your preeminence among us and we'll be sure to give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory in the wonderful name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we pray. And all the believers says... Amen and amen. The book of John, the 20th chapter. Amen. I also want to say it's an honor to have Brother Thomas Cross with us here from North Carolina, Brother Josh Martin's assembly there. And we sure appreciate him for coming and being with us this weekend. Amen. St. John 20 and verse number 18. You love the Lord tonight. Amen. The Bible here says that Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord and that he had spoken these things unto her. Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut where the, where the disciples were, they were assembled for the fear of the Jews. Came Jesus and stood in the midst. I love that. When they were afraid, Jesus came and stood in the midst. Now watch what he says unto them. Peace be unto you. 
And when he had so said, he showed unto him his hands and his side. And then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. Then said Jesus to them again, peace be unto you. As my father hath sent me, even so send I you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them. When he had said this, he breathed on them and saith unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. So they're receiving the promise of the Father, which was the Spirit of Jesus Christ. Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Now watch, right after he breathes on them and receive ye the Holy Ghost, comes the authority and says, Whosoever sins ye remit, they are remitted unto them. And whosoever sins ye retain, they are retained. Amen. We ask the Lord this evening to add the blessing to the reading of his word as you can have your seats here this afternoon. I want to, by the help of the Lord, if I could, to speak to you tonight. And if I would title this tonight, I want to talk to you for a few moments on freshly inspired by the breath of God. Amen. Freshly inspired by the breath of God. You know, I believe if there ever was a time that we as the bride of Jesus Christ could use a refreshing, amen, I believe that time is right now. I believe, amen, that we could use it in our lives. I believe we could use it in our homes. I believe we could use it in our churches. I believe we could use it in our ministries. Amen. I believe every believer of this great end time word, amen, could use a refreshing from the breath of God. Now, when you look at that word fresh, it means having its original quality amen, and those qualities are unimpaired. It is full of or renewed in vigor. It's not stale, it's not sour, it's not decayed, it is not faded, and neither has it been altered by processing. So when something is fresh, amen, it is not altered, amen, but it actually is still packing its original qualities, amen, that it had in the very beginning. Now, I'll draw this thought tonight from a message in 1956, Brother Ben preaching on Hear Ye Him from Matthew 17, he's speaking there of Jesus on Mount Transfiguration, and he said, you know, God's word is so eternal, it's so inspired, that it's not just for one occasion or for one generation, he said, but the word of God is so eternal, it's the same, and it's the truth. Amen, I think that's a powerful point to drive home, that the word of God is eternal, it's the same, and it's the truth. He said, now this same word inspired the disciples, it inspired the first row of disciples, and then the next is they followed down to the Lutheran age and through the Methodist age and every age and it is just as sufficient and inspiring today to us as it was the first day it was given. Amen. And if the world should stand a million years, amen, then that word would still be just as inspired to the generations that will follow us, amen, as it is to us because it's perfect and it's always given for the time. He said one great way we could approach it this afternoon as the coming of the Lord, see, amen, that first Moses, then Elijah, then Jesus. He said, and then we notice, amen, that Peter, while he was there, he had just been freshly inspired. Amen. He had just been freshly inspired. Now, what had happened up on that mountain was they had seen, amen, the transfiguration of the Lord Jesus. Amen. And when they seen this, he turned and he said unto them, amen, hear ye him. Now, you all know that when he speaks, amen, if you're going to say something, it requires some breath to say it. Amen. So when he was speaking, amen, he was breathing, amen, the word, hear ye him. And the prophet of God said they had just give a witness to who Jesus was, amen, and he was inspired. Now, when a man is inspired, 
and he reads the inspired word, amen, then the two inspirations together gives a result. He said, no matter how well you study the word, it'll never do you no good, amen, till you're inspired yourself. It takes your inspiration, amen, because the word's already inspired. So what we need today is an inspiration over us, amen, God sweeping down with a new inspiration, amen, and breathing over us his power and his love and himself, amen, that it might inspire us to quicken us, amen, and to awaken us to his word, amen, and then when the word being brought in the spirit of inspiration, then you will see miracles happen, amen, and things take place because the two, amen, just comes together, amen, listen, you do not need me to repeat to you the problems of the Canadian government, you already know that, amen, you don't need to repeat to me, amen, the situations of our lives and the circumstances, amen, we are very well aware of all the problems, we're very well aware of all the situation, amen, but what if the breath of God, amen, would begin to blow through this building tonight and we we would lose sight of our problems, we, we would lose sight of our situations, we, we would lose sight of what's wrong in the world, amen, and the breath of God would freshly inspire us, amen, and quicken us to the word of God, amen, I believe it, I believe the word of God is in this building tonight, and I, I don't believe it's here restricted, I, I don't believe it's here limited, I believe it's here the same, I believe it's here fresh, I believe it's here powerful, amen, and I believe somebody, amen, is under that inspired word, amen, and that word is inspiring them. Now, another place, Brother Bram says, amen, the word of God is not like the word of a man, and we can all say thank God to that, amen, he said a word of a man has a certain meaning, amen, for the expression and the time it was given, amen, but God's word has an eternal meaning, amen, down through the ages as it flows on. He said every generation can pick up the same word, amen, because it's inspired, it's eternal, it's everlasting. It's a non-fading declaration from God. Amen. No matter if the apostles read it in their age. Amen. It meant something for them. If Wesley read it in his age and Luther in his age and Calvin in his age. Amen. But yet today it's just as brilliant and bright and got just as much effect it did for them on the very day it was spoken. Amen. Can I say this? This word amen has come to us. Amen. Not in a hybrid form. Amen. But it has come in its original form, amen, and it is still packing the same qualities, amen, that it was packing on the day of Pentecost. It is still packing the same anointing, amen, that it was packing when Jesus walked the shores, amen, of Galilee, amen. This is not a temporary word. This is not a hybridized word, amen. This is the word of the king, amen, and the king's word has power, and the king's word has authority, amen. If you'll lose sight of the word of a man and remember the promise of God, amen, it don't matter what you're going through. It don't matter what your church is facing. It don't matter what situations is happening in your life. Amen. The same effect, amen, that it had on Mary Magdalene. The same effect that it had on Peter. The same effect that it had on Job. It'll have on every believer. Amen. Because it's not the word of a man. It's the word of God. Amen. One word, just say, John, you come over to my house. I'll be glad to see you. Amen. That's our words. And it just means, John, come over to our house. But when God speaks, it's eternal. 
eternal. Amen. It's breathed from the very breath of the immortal everlasting creator himself. Amen. So therefore there's no way to ever find amen the full meaning of an expression of God. It's for every age and for every generation. Amen. Now I'm turning the corner here. Amen. Because sometimes as young people we get in our mind that the word worked a generation before us and another generation before that. Amen. But if God is God and his word is the truth and his spirit is here. Amen. Then the same anointing. Amen. That was working in Brother Biscoe's generation. Amen. Is working in this generation. Amen. And if it's working in this generation it'll work in the next generation. Listen I think it's high time. Amen. That we realize our God. Amen. Is not a historical God. He is not a God of wood. He is not a God of stone. He is a living God. And he's come out of history. Amen. He stepped out of the pages of the book and he's revealing himself in the power of his resurrection in the age that we're living in. Amen. I believe it. I believe this word is inspired. Amen. I'm going to go ahead and say it. I believe this message is inspired. Amen. Let websites say what they want to. Let newspapers say what they want to. Amen. They're uninspired. Amen. But this is more than the breath of William Branham. It's more than the breath of some preacher. Amen. This is the immortal breath of Almighty God and it's breathing across this generation. Listen, we're not here with just mechanics tonight. We have come to the headstone where the dynamics of the Holy Ghost has come into the church in power and demonstration. Amen. I love what Job 32 verse 8. Amen. I'm trying to lay a foundation and you're preaching me. Amen. Job 32 verse 8. The Bible said there is a spirit in man. Amen. And the inspiration of the Almighty. Amen. Giveth him understanding. When you look at that word inspiration, it means breath. It means the breath of God. It's the breath of man. Amen. Every breathing thing. Amen. The spirit of man. So in other words, we could say, amen, that it is the breath of the Almighty, amen, is the inspiration of the Almighty. Now, we are promised in the last days that there's going to come another Ephesians right? We're promised there'll come another Ephesian. And the prophet of God said, I believe there will come an understanding in the church by the word. Brother Abraham said, oh God who formed the heavens and the earth, just let his breath go forth with his word and everything taking its right position. He said the earth and the moon, the stars, they all swung into place. Amen. Just as God breathed on his word. And oh God, today we ask that you'll breathe on your word as we are trying to bring it to the people. May it take its position this morning. May it take its place and be rooted and grounded in every heart. Amen. That every person here might receive your blessings. Another place he says many others in here Lord. Amen. They feel the same way I do tonight. He said we're here and we're just breathing because you let us breathe. Amen. Your great spirit is moving through the building. Amen. Like the air that's circulating over here. Can I say every breath we draw amen is the divine grace of almighty God. Amen. Under our lives. Amen. The prophet of God said every breath you ever breathe, amen, comes from God. Now, in Genesis chapter 2 is the very first mention amen that we find of the word breath. The Bible says in Genesis 2 7 that the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. Amen. And man became a living soul. Remember said then God formed man. Genesis 2 7. Out of the dust of the earth. Now we follow it. Amen. He formed man out of the dust of the earth. Amen. And put this supernatural spirit 
Now he was laying there. He said, I can have many pictures of it. I can see Adam standing. He said, let's take it this way. See him standing there like a tree. God had made him. He was dead as he could be. His toes like the roots. Amen. Sticking in the ground. Amen. But God said, let there be. Amen. Or he breathed the breath of life into him and he jumped and he came to himself. Amen. I don't mean to get ahead of myself. Amen. But where do we find those words came to himself? We find them over in the book of Luke. Amen. When there was a problem. Amen. Who had run away from God. Amen. And his father was on the porch. Amen. And the father was waiting for him. Amen. To come back home. And the Bible says that he came to himself. Listen, friends. Amen. That was a thousand years. Amen. From when Genesis was spoken by God. Amen. But the same effect that the breath had in Genesis, it had on the prodigal son. And when God began to breathe on that prodigal son, he began to come to himself. And he began to realize, I got a position. I've got a father. I've got a home I can go to. Oh, church of the living God, I think it's time to realize amen that we are in Laodicea but we are not of Laodicea and the same breath, amen that moved upon the creation and the same breath that moved upon Adam and the same breath that moved upon the prodigal son, amen, is moving in this building tonight. Amen. It's more than the wind of the air conditioner. It's more than the wind of the atmosphere. It's the immortal breath of God and it's blowing in the church again and it's bringing the sons and daughters of God into manifestation. Listen, we're not a bunch of Pentecostal babies, amen, being led by every spirit and every gift that comes by our way. We are adopted, manifested sons of Almighty God with adoption authority upon our lives. We're not going from one position to another. We know who we are. We know where we come from. We know where we're standing. We know what we're believing. We know what we're preaching. Well, I might as well preach. I'm here. Amen. We're not a bunch of Pentecostal babies. Amen. We are adopted sons and daughters of the living God who has climbed up into the promises of God and the breath of God has brought us to our position that was given by God and the devil can't do nothing about it. Well, somebody tell that devil, get out of here. There ain't nothing you can do about it. You couldn't stop it in Genesis, and you couldn't stop it in the prodigal son. Amen. Let me say this. He breathed the breath of life. He became a living soul. Can I say this to you? Amen. That creation is connected to the breath of God. Thank you, Brother Tom. Amen. Creation is connected to the breath of God. Isaiah 42, verse 5. Very powerful scripture. The Bible says, thus saith the Lord, the God, the Lord, he that created the heavens and stretched them out. He that spread forth the earth, that which cometh out of it. Now listen to this. He that giveth breath unto the people upon it, amen, and the spirit to them that walk therein. He created the earth. He created the heavens. He created the moon. He cre- By his breath he created, amen, and then he created you, amen, by the same breath that he created the earth by and the Bible said then he turned around and he breathed into you and then he give a spirit to you, amen, to walk upon what he had created. He said, you are the God who breathes forth the first breath of life that ever come on this earth and has control of every life until this present time and shall forevermore control. For thou art the creator.
creator of all mankind and all things that breathes. I love this one. Y'all forgive me. I, I'm, just, I'm just having a good time in the word. He said up on the mountains at night time, watching the great plantations and so forth. He said the great planets of the heaven and the solar system, knowing that you made them and you spun them out with your hands and you blowed your breath in the palm of your hands and every star come into existence. Oh, church, are you hearing this? Amen. I'm talking about the immortal breath of God. Amen. That he took in his hand. Amen. And he breathed in his hand. And when he breathed in his hand, stars come into existence. Hallelujah. He said, then made sin here on the earth in order to take the stinger out of the death. Amen. To put it in your own body. To put sickness in your own body. To bear it for us. Amen. Give it to us in the word confirmed by the Holy Ghost. You are in your word. Amen. But now you're in your people. So the same God that was in the book of Genesis, Brother Tim, that was breathing and was blowing and saying, let there be, is the same God that is now returned in the form of the Holy Ghost and is coming to his church. Listen, amen, if he was breathing in Jesus, then he's breathing in this bride. If he was breathing in the beginning, he will be breathing in the ending. If he was breathing in the Alpha, he will be breathing in the Omega. I'm talking about the breath of God. Amen. I love Numbers 25. Amen. Because the Bible shows us how. Amen. The Israel begin to go down. Amen. They begin to commit whoredom with the daughters of Israel. Amen. The Bible says they bowed down to the gods. The Bible says in Numbers 23, 3. Amen. That Israel joined himself unto Belpior. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Israel. And the Lord said unto Moses, Take all the heads of the people and hang them up before the Lord against the sun. That the fierce anger of the Lord. Amen. May be turned away from Israel. And Moses said unto the judges of Israel, Amen, slay ye out of one man, every one of his men that were joined unto Belpior. You say, why do you love that? Amen, because it's showing, amen, that our God, Jehovah, is the only God of creation. The prophet of God said, Moses was told, amen, slay every one of them. He said, see, God wants to be God. And if he ain't God, he ain't going to be second place. Amen, God wants to be God in your life. Amen, he ain't going to be second place to Belpior, and neither is he going to be second place to sports. He ain't going to be second place to Bel. Come on, church. He ain't going to be second place to any other God, and neither is he going to be second place to this message. Amen, this message is the God, amen, of salvation in the age that we're living in. He said he don't have to let Baal and some man-made dogma and some theory of some man or some idea of a creed or some idea of a denomination amen stand in his way he's God amen and he's able to take these stones and raise them children unto Abraham he takes what he can get in his hand are y'all hearing me remember he took some dust and he breathed in his hand and when he breathed on that dust there become stars and they come into existence and here a prophet says he takes what he can get in his hand that is nothing and you're looking at an old piece of Tennessee clay dirt. Amen. That was nothing. Amen. But one day God got me in his hand and he breathes the breath of life into it and it becomes something. Amen. That'll serve him. Oh, church of living God. I think we could take a five minute shouting break right there. Amen. We were born in sin. We were shaping iniquity. We come in the world speaking lies. Amen. But God who is rich in mercy was the God of creation and he reached down and picked up some dirt in his hand and he blew in the dirt and he created created a Gabriel and he created a Thomas and he created a Victor and he created a Murphy. Listen, he did not create us. Amen. To be blew around by every wind of doctrine, but he created us. Amen. To serve him in the age we're living in under the message of the hour. 
Hallelujah. I'm talking about a God that can take nothing and create something. I'm talking about a God that stepped out on nothing and created everything. He certainly is God. Hallelujah. Pick you up. Pick you up, Brother Tom. Amen. Blow into your body the breath of life. Amen. And call you to serve him in the age we're living in. My, when I think about that breath, amen, is a sign of life. You know, the breath is a sign of life. Prophet God said, if there's no breath, then there's no life. You call 911, what's the first thing they ask? Are they breathing? Are you hearing me? He said, now the, the baby is born with live muscles. It's a beating heart, but no breath of life in it. Its muscles is twitching. Then see if there was something different from that. But when this body doesn't receive oxygen or breath, amen, intake and outtake of our lungs, amen, then we are dead. So when this body, Brother Ken, does not take in oxygen and give out oxygen through our lungs, then we're dead. Do you realize what breath in the Bible is connected to? It's connected to praise. Breath is connected to creation, but it's also connected to praise. For my Bible says in Psalms 150 verse 6, Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. And then David says, Praise ye the Lord. Let everything that hath breath praise ye the Lord. Brother said, Now let's just say praise the Lord. Amen. The Bible said, Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Now I'm not emotionally. He said, but I am emotionally too. And anything without emotion is dead. Now, I didn't come here to fight. I come here to preach. Amen. Anything without emotion is dead. And I think we need to get back to remembering, amen, that a prophet taught some things before some men privately interpreted those things and brought a bondage upon the church. Amen. And William Marion Branham never, under any circumstances, put praise on the outside of the church. Amen. Because praise is connected to breath. And breath is connected to creation. Amen. And you know the pull that you're under. It's not the first pull. It's not the second pull. Brother Silas, it's the third pull and there is a connection between the third pull and creation power. Amen. By the spoken word. I think we ought to get on the page with David tonight and say let everything that hath breath praise you the Lord. Well I'm sick. Praise him anyhow. Well I'm depressed. Praise him anyhow. Well I'm broke. Praise him anyhow. Well everything's falling apart. Praise him anyhow. Well there's problems on the job. Praise him anyhow when there's problems in the church praise him anyhow because when you begin to praise you begin to invite amen the creator into your situation and when he comes in he don't come in bound he comes in as the wind he comes in as the breath he comes in as the spirit he comes in as the almighty God and he begins to blow over the church and he begins to change things I'm talking about somebody that has been inspired by the breath of God in the age they're living in. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Well, I'm old. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Well, I'm a kid. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let everything that has the creation of God inside its body, let it praise the Lord. Come on, church. Amen. Don't get mad at me. Amen. But I'm talking about praising the one that created you. He created you and then he returned in the end time. Amen. To live in you. Come on. He created you and then he returned in the end time as a message of the hour in the form of God to deposit himself into you and to live in you and to walk in you and to manifest to you. Listen, 
I don't owe no praise. Amen. You don't owe me no praise. You don't owe no preacher any praise. But there is one who owes all praise. And his name is Jesus Christ. He's the King of Kings. He's the Lord of Lords. He's the mighty conqueror. He's the captain of the host of the Lord. He's the general of generals. He's the healer of healers. He's the savior of saviors. He's the deliverer. I say we ought to break every devil out of our way and praise ye the Lord until the wind of God begins to blow on the church in power. Hallelujah. That's it. Blow them cobwebs out and let the wind of God breathe again. I'm not talking about the breath of a man. I'm talking about the breath of God. You say, but then you're getting way out there. Well, the prophet of God said, if a man loves a woman, he don't walk by his house and not speak to her. He said, he expresses his love and says, I love you, honey. He said the same way with a child. He said, now I think that's our expressions that we should constantly long, amen, to be in worship. We should constantly long to be in worship. Amen. Why did God raise up Moses and put all the heads of those idolaters, amen, up to turn the wrath of God away? Because they begin to worship and they begin to praise a God that had no ability to give them life. They begin to commit whoredom, amen, and, and go into, into awful things, amen, with a God that had no power. So God said, there'll be no gods before me, so slay them all and let me find a right away to come into my seed and to manifest myself according to my word. When we come together to worship him, worship him at home, worship him while we're driving our cars, wherever we are, just worship the Lord. See, the Bible said, it's is a quote let everything that hath breath praise the Lord amen and they said praise you the Lord are y'all ready for this this is one brother Ken even if you haven't got any breath still praise the Lord so people say well I can't praise the Lord because I ain't got no breath well the prophet of God took your excuse away brother Ed and he said if you ain't got no breath still praise the Lord well I tell you what there's some praisers in Cloverdale Bible Way there's some worshipers in the house of God we are not under the altar of the unknown God we have come under the headship of the message of the hour and the identified Jesus Christ has been identified by his characteristics he's been identified by his word we know who we're praising we know who we're worshiping. We know who we're shouting about. We're shouting and dancing about the same God that healed Lazarus. We're shouting about the same God that delivered the Hebrew children. We're dancing about the same God that opened the seven seals. Listen, if anybody got a right to praise and if anybody got a right to worship and if anybody got a right to use their breath to lift up the roof on this church and praise our God, it's the bride of Jesus Christ. We have been redeemed from the hand of the enemy. We have been called and anointed by the election of God. We know who we are. We know who we're praising. We know what we're shouting about. I'll tell you why the devil don't like this bride praising God. It's because she'll praise anywhere the word's preached. She don't need a special song. She don't need a special preacher. She don't need a special musician. She don't need a special instrument. She just needs to hear the word. She just needs to hear the word. Amen. Come on, church. And when she hears that word, that word does something in the depths of her soul. 
Come on. Listen, you can't help but respond to this word. Brother, Brother Tim, y'all have to forgive me, okay? But I've come to a place where I am personally done, amen, apologizing for who I am. I'm done apologizing. I am a Holy Ghost field, fire baptized, pillar of fire following, message of the hour believing, anointed son of the living God. And the word has preeminence in my life. It has the preeminence in my soul. It has the preeminence in my situation. So wherever I am, if the word is powered, strikes my soul, there will be a praise come out of my soul unto the God who saved me, unto the God who delivered me. Y'all know what I'm talking about. You can put us in the Vatican and we'll praise God if we hear the word. You can put us in the belly of hell and we'll praise God if we hear the word. You can... You know, Brother Bram talked about out there in Tucson. He said, we went down there to that Baptist church, try to hear something fresh. He said, Mr. Ellie said, try to get a fresh feeling somewhere. He said, we went down there at the church. He said, and the preacher got up and everybody real quiet, you know. And he said these words. He said, God delivered Israel from Egypt. And they didn't have to eat the garlic of Egypt anymore. And Brother Bram said, we all said amen. He said, everybody turned around. They lost sight of the preacher. He said, they began to look at us like we were crazy. He said, see, but what was happening was, amen, God was rejoicing in his people. Well, glory to God. Listen, wherever God wants a praise out of you, it's not for yourself. It's not for a preacher's ego. It's not to build up some man. It's because God wants to rejoice in his creation through the power of his word. Come on, when you say amen, that's not emotion. That is God on the inside of your soul rejoicing in his people. When the Holy Ghost takes you over and you don't know anything else to do but just praise, that's not emotion. That's God taking over and rejoicing in his people. When the Holy Ghost begins to move and you just begin to weep, that's not emotion. That's God rejoicing. You know what I'm talking about? Amen. When the Holy Ghost begins to breathe in the church and you lose sight of who's preaching and you lose sight of who's sitting next to you and you get so carried away in another dimension with God, that's not emotion. That's not a sin. That is God, the creator, rejoicing in his people he created. Well, you know what I'm not going to do? I'm not going to tell God he can't rejoice in his people. I'm not going to tell God he can't rejoice in his people. If he wants to rejoice in me, I don't care if I look like a fool. I don't look like I'm carrying a madman. I really don't care. I want to be a... I want to be an outlet that the God of creation can rejoice. Some of y'all standing up right now. Amen. God rejoicing through you. Well, I'm this close to it. I might as well preach. I think it's time to take the limits off and have church again. I honestly think it's high time to forget who said what and who taught what and who preached this. Come on, church. I think it's time that we get back to having church. Y'all remember what it used to be like when we just got together and we just had church. We didn't care who was singing. We didn't care who was preaching. We didn't care who was who. We just cared about the God of his word coming in the dynamics of his power and manifesting himself in our midst. Now, Brother Bram begins to teach about this breath and blasphemous names. And he says these things. He said, now, I'm correcting the Jehovah Witness teaching. He said, because they teach that the breath you breathe is the soul. That's not right. He said, if you are one time, you're one kind of soul. And the next time, you're somebody else. See, but look, the breath is wind. 
and the wind is what breathes in your nostrils. He said, now take the scripture, Genesis 2, 7. If he was a man, what kind of breath would be breathing before God breathed his breath of life into him? See, what kind of breath? He was a breathing living man. Well, then if that be so, then every animal is a living soul because they're a breath, the human soul, and our soul and all together. Then Jesus would have never had to die. So Jesus dying was him reserving the right to return in his redeemed and rejoice in them. Oh, glory to God. He went to Calvary. Let me just say this. Amen. If you labor and sweat and spend money and work yourself to death to build a house and then you're ready to move into it and you want to enjoy it and somebody comes to you and says, now, Brother Tom, you can't move in there. You can't enjoy that house. You just stay on the outside. Uh, you know how you're going to feel? You're going to feel robbed. You're going to feel cheapened. Amen. Because you bought that. You paid for that. And now you want to enjoy that. And I'll tell you whatever, no praise in God devil's done. They have locked the power of the Holy Ghost out of the church and said, God, you died for us and you saved us and you shed your blood for us. Amen. But whatever you do, don't come in us and make us act like they did on the day of Pentecost. Whatever you do, don't come in us and make us act like they did. Amen. In the upper room. Amen. But you know what I say? I say, house of hell, give way to the name of Jesus Christ and let the Savior of mankind, the Lord Jesus Christ himself, return into his church by the right of his blood and gain access to every soul. Come on church, we got situations that it's going to take more than counseling to fix. We got situations that psychology ain't going to fix. The only thing's going to fix it is the Holy Ghost coming in the church in the power of his resurrection and finding somebody that he can manifest his word through. Brother Bram said what God did, he breathed the breath of eternal life and man become a living soul, a soul that cannot die. He said now the breath of eternal life in this nostril, he become an eternal soul. Listen, God breathed not what nature done, but what God did. He breathed the breath of into his nostrils and he became a living soul. Then you say to me, Adam died, Brother Branham. But remember, before Adam died, he had a lamb that redeemed him. So before Adam transgressed, there was a lamb that was redeeming him. Oh, church, those he foreknew he is called. He got a lamb to redeem them. He was a type, and Adam fell. Then the lamb was provided for Adam. Adam, because already in his nostrils had become the breath of eternal God. Amen. And he become a living soul. He was the son of God. Now, this breath is the African word. He said, it's not this breath of a moya, which means the wind, the unseen force. Let me say this. What you're feeling right now is not an unseen force. It's not an unidentifiable wind. What you're feeling right now is what a prophet said he said it's the breath of God it's the eternal life of God he said that Amoya he said it means animals can breathe it sinners can breathe it he said but God especially upon Adam he breathed the breath of life eternal life and he become an eternal person with God he had power like God when Genesis 2 7 brother Tim when God breathed into Adam he had power like God but listen God was not just looking at the beginning he was looking at the end and the prophet said and someday the sons of God will become gods again. Oh, glory to God. So the same God that was rejoicing in Adam, amen, lost his position in the fall and Adam gave up his godship. He gave up his sonship, amen, and it went in the hands of the devil. But by that day on Calvary, God died and he slew his son to redeem a place, to reserve a place in the 
end time when the God of this evil age would become the worship God of the age there would be a people who would be a part of the creation by the word of God and when the wind of God began to blow oh glory when the wind of God began to blow they wouldn't be a bunch of dead trees they would be flexible they would have life in them Oh, then what are you saying, preacher? I'm saying the true church is born of the breath of God. The true church is born of the breath of God. Oh, my. Let me read you. He said the church is born of the breath of God, not like Adam was in the beginning. He said, he reads John 20. He said, now watch the father that sent him went in him. And Jesus, when he sends a disciple, he goes in him. Now, when this stature has molded itself up there in the condition, amen, God's breath, he breathes upon them and says, receive the Holy Ghost. Then you are a son of God you can join anything you want to but you're born in the church of the living God born by the breath of God God breathed upon them and said receive ye the Holy Ghost receive ye the Holy Ghost now let me say this we did not join this church we were born by the word in this church the proud of God said that's how we have eternal life because we were spoken into existence by God not joined in a church but born by the word the original seed that God said let there be and there was. Now how many believes that God watches over his word? How many believes that God reveals his word? Can I say this? Then the revealed word of God must have the preeminence in the true church of God that is born by the breath of God. Listen I believe that we are living amen by not by symbols not by ideas we are living by the revelation of the word of God it is the inspiration of the age now let me just say this I say thank God I say I say thank God for our brother Ed Biscoll who preached this message as the vindicated inspiration of God to this generation amen I guarantee you this you won't find one sermon where brother Ed undermined a prophet where he took away from what a prophet taught where he said something contrary to what a prophet taught because he was a man who had been affected by the inspiration. Now, sometimes if you're going to follow the inspiration, you've got to step out and follow God regardless of what everybody else is doing. Come on, church. And I say this, y'all, can I have some liberty here? I say thank God, amen, that we are beneficiaries of our brother Biscoll who stepped out and began to say, listen, there's more to this message than just hunting stories. There's more to this message than just chimney corner stories and campfire stories. This is the revealing of the Son of Man. This is the return of the visible manifestation of the Word made visible in our generation. Then you know what happened? Amen, there was a seed grind. There was a seed bride right here in Cloverdale, Canada that was a part of the wind of God. And when the wind began to blow, they began to come out of this camp, come out of this system, come out of this school. And they gathered not under Ed Biscoll, but under the inspiration. Come on, church. Under the inspiration that Brother Ed was holding above the church. Let me say this. That inspiration is not died. That inspiration is right here in this building tonight. Can I preach to you? Don't you ever let somebody tell you that now we got to change this message. Because the minute you alter this message, it comes from a, from a fresh message to a stale message. Now, y'all know I'm preaching the truth to you. 
Prodigal God said, when the world's going into worship, the God of this evil age, he said, then you'll see a little minority group that'll be gathered out there under the inspiration of God. What will they be doing? Producing again the life of Jesus Christ by the scriptures that's supposed to happen. You know what hour you're living in. What is it, brother? It's the word joining to the word. Come on, church. Amen. I know they're out there in the synagogues. They're out there in the temples. They're out there in the mega churches. Amen. But they're worshiping the God of this evil age. But Tommy God, who is rich in mercy, loved you enough that he held you in his hand and he breathed into your life. He breathed into your body. Oh, God. And now you're sitting here, not in a Pentecostal lodge, not in a Methodist lodge, but in a message church where the message of the hour is the absolute to every situation we ought to rejoice tonight. Come on young people you ought to rejoice tonight that you're not under emotion. You're not under a feeling. You're not under a sensation. You have been raised by the breath of almighty God into the headship of the absolute of the word of God. It's the word joining with the word that we're not called by the way we feel. Brother Ed we can't go out by the way we feel. We've been called by the word. I'm running out of time. We've been called by the word. You say, what's happened, Brother Andrew? The written word has called the predestinated word. Come on, the written word called the predestinated word. That is the written word. You are the predestinated word. Since you are the predestinated word. Come on, church. You are the predestinated word. Then when this message, when it begin to sound and the wind begin to blow and begin to strike that seed in your soul, this was more than a moya. This was the quickening power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Breathing in the church to quicken the seed, to quicken the predestinated word. Oh God, then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the gloves off and preach for a second. Is that okay? Is that okay, Brother Tim? Are we sufficiently impressed with the word? Well, it was good enough to call us. Well, it was good enough to save us. But you know, Brother Andy, when he gets down them seven seals and that, that third pull and that church order, you know, and, and that bride age and that adoption, we better, we better alter it a little bit. Well, go ahead. Go ahead and alter it and make it a stale, decayed message that can't, oh, God, that can't blow the fuzz off of a peach. But if you want the power of the message of the seventh angel in power and demonstration, then take your hands off of it and let the word of God move in the church of God. Let it breathe as the wind of God. Let it move as the quickening power. Are you hearing me? Are we sufficiently impressed with the word? Now, I may have to bull down here and preach like a bulldozer for a second. Jesus knew there was going to be a terrible drift away from the word in the Pergamian church age. That was yet 200 years off from the Patmos vision. Brother said, if you want to leave God, leave the word. <coughs> if you leave the word, you have left God. Thus, he has presented himself to the church at Pergamos and indeed to all churches of the ages. Are you ready for this? I am the word. If you want deity in your midst, then welcome and receive the word. Don't ever let anyone or anything get between you and that word. This which I am giving you, the word, is a revelation of myself. I am the word. Remember that. Brother Ken, he has introduced himself 
Oh, glory. I am the word. I'm not talking about the word. I'm not trying to interpret the word. I am the word. Come on, Mary. There's a lot of confusion around the age you're living in. You don't know what's going on. And there's a bunch of Jews hid away for fear. But all of a sudden, he steps in their midst. And he says, I am he. Feel my hands. Touch my side. And then he turned on them and said, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. In other words, receive ye the deity of Jesus Christ. Oh, come on, church. And in the end time, the same word that stood in that little room has returned by a vision in the bride of Jesus Christ and he has stepped in the building and he's not here Amen. as a man's idea. He is here as the word. Deity is not in heaven. Deity is on the earth. It's in the creation of God by the word. Well, glory to God. Then I say we are sufficiently impressed I ain't got time to preach on that word, but that word impressed means sealed. We are sufficiently sealed with the word in our midst. That's why the devil hates word churches. Now don't get mad at me. There's been, there been a lot of dirt thrown against word churches. But you ought to be thankful you're in a word church. And thank God you ain't in a church that every gift and every spirit that blows by begins to lead you. Well, come on, somebody. We might as well preach we're here. You ought to say, thank God I have come back to what a prophet said, the word and the word alone. Hallelujah. The word and the word alone. Then the only thing that moves this bride is the word. The only thing that revives this bride is the word. The only thing that stimulates this bride is the word. We're beyond personalities. We're beyond carnal comparisons. We're beyond carnal impersonations. We have seen the true identified Messiah sign. Can I preach? We have seen the real. You cannot cause us to follow the false. Come on, church. We will not follow the false. We've been sealed by the real. Y'all know I'm telling the truth. There was a lot of guys when Brother Bram walked off the scene. Come on now. Brother Bram walked off the scene. They become the successors. They become the ones that somewhere, somewhere, somehow, Brother Bram, some, some meeting, he said something and got a hold of them. Is this Okay. Somewhere he got a hold of him. I, I don't mean to get in trouble here and call names, but if it's okay, I'm just going to say. Amen. He, he went around the world blasting it. So David Terrell got somewhere in his mind that Brother Bram said something to him somewhere in a meeting, and he was Brother Bram's successor. So he went and got a tent dressed in all black and went around the country trying to discern and call people out. And I seen a clip of him here just a few days ago back in 2019, and he's up there, and Brother, he's just walking around, and his wife grabs the microphone, and she begins to let the church have it, and she's carrying on about spirit and she's sick of church people and he's just standing around and I thought dear God what a shame amen that a man that never even met Brother Branham in person that I know of amen took something he said in a meeting and interpreted as a as a vindication that he was Brother Branham's successor now don't get mad at me amen but our Brother Bisco was right there with him in the car on the trips and he come to the pulpit and said don't follow me follow the word See, that's why we're not following carnal comparisons. We're not following some man that says, ooh, ah, I feel, I see, I think. We have come back to the headship of the vindicated word. And if there's anything contrary to the word, we will leave it and we will repent. 
Uh, come on, I know what I'm talking about. Amen, because sometimes some men get so high and mighty, they say things and do things, amen, that's contrary to the message, and then somewhere they get in their mind they don't need to repent, and so they find some little idea to cover it up. Amen, but let's just say what a prophet said. He said if it's wrong, he said repent of the thing and move on for the glory of God. Have we gotten so big we can't even repent no more? Come on, young people. It's the age we're living in. Nobody's wrong. Everybody's right. But you know what? You're looking at one preacher. I can repent of my wrongs and say, thank God you had mercy on me, Lord. To show me the word and to seal me by the word. Now, don't get mad at me if it's okay. He didn't say sufficiently impressed with signs. He said, are we sufficiently impressed with the word. Now, Brother Bram breaks it down very beautiful and says signs can be impersonated, but the word cannot. Take it to the word. Is that okay? Take it to the word. Second Thessalonians 2 8, then shall the wicked be revealed. Now, watch this whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth. Whew. When God breathed upon, upon them in the, on that day in John 20 and said, receive ye the Holy Ghost. Come on, that didn't come out of his hand. It came out of his mouth. Then there's not, oh God, then there's not multiple winds of God, but the wind of God that created you is the same wind that destroys your enemy. <laughs> The same wind that said receive you the Holy Ghost is the same wind that will destroy the son of perdition when he comes into manifestation and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. So when the word is refused then they are turned to their desires. Second Thessalonians 2. But I say this to you, we are lovers of the word and the word is the truth. Now let me say this, we do not follow signs, signs follow us. You want to see something very neat sometime, you get time on YouTube, look at Brother Danny Steeman preaching on signs and wonders following the believer. Beautiful little clip, I, little clip. I was in the camp there, I never will forget it. He got two boys and he said, hi signs, hi wonders, I'm a believer, follow me. And Brother Danny took off walking and everywhere he went he didn't look back and see if they were there signs and wonders was there he said if I speed up signs and wonders speed up if I slow down signs and wonders slow down he walked off the stage in a dark room he said if I go in dark places signs and wonders go with me he said I'm not checking on signs and wonders I'm not patting signs and wonders signs and wonders follow me because I am a believer and if you are a believer tonight that means you were born by the word, you are breathed by the word, oh glory to God then there's signs and there's wonders following this bride but we're not following signs and wonders now brother Bram instructs us to what? try the spirits what does he say? give them the word test give them the word test now with thousands of sign workers in this last day has created a generation of sign seekers that knows no more nothing about the true move of God and his word in these last days how can you tell them give them the word test how can you know it are you ready for this speak the word and see what they say about it 
Preach the message and see if that's Brother Bram's opinion. Preach the message and see if they say, well, he missed it there. Preach the message and see if they say, well, you know, that was good for that church, but not this. Come on, church. Just preach the message. The message is the word test and the message will correct the error. Say about it. If they don't believe the word, they have no seat turn in them. They are of the evil one and they deceive you. God never placed signs ahead of his word. That's a scorcher, see. God never placed signs ahead of his word. They were added for proof of the word, but the word is first. Remember Elijah? Make me a cake first. What the prophet of God say? Come to the word first and then watch the miracle. The seed word itself is what the Holy Spirit energizes. What are you saying, preacher? I'm saying that the miracle takes place on the word. The miracle don't take place on my ministry. It don't take place on my emotion. It don't take place on my ability to preach the word or to put some thoughts together. The miracle is the foundation takes place on the word. Come on, Cloverdale. You want some miracles in your church? Bring the word back as the foundation stone as the cornerstone, as the headstone, and there will be a miracle on every pew. There will be a miracle in every seat. Is that okay? I'm talking about the word. Brother said the word takes place. The miracle takes place on the word. You know what the prophet of God said? He said Job had a channel of communication which God would communicate with him, but it was by inspiration. He said, now watch. He said the word was in Job, the mechanics. He said, so when the, when the, when Job on the ash heap, he said, could not get a word from God, the devil could not move him. Now, I'm, I'm, I got here too late, but let me, let me, let me try to hurry. He couldn't get a word from God, but the devil couldn't move him. When you know you've done exactly what God said you do, then wait for the channel of inspiration to open up to you, and now I'm healed. And when it drops in there, then it's all over. You don't need no prayer lines, nothing else. It's over. It's been revealed to you. Now, I know what the devil does. He comes in and says, see right there, we don't need prayer lines. Listen, I'm not going to quit preaching the message because somebody misinterpreted something Brother Bram said. And neither am I going to read a quote and spend an hour interpreting why I'm reading it. A prophet said it. Let's move on with it. We believe in prayer lines, but if the anointing of the inspired word of God strikes your soul, you're healed. It's all over. Come on, John Ryan. Come on, Georgia Carter. Hallelujah. When the word strikes your soul and inspires your faith, a miracle takes place. Now, now you know why you got to give things a word test, don't you? Is if you don't, what will happen is the devil will come in and he will impersonate signs and try to get you to follow them and miss the revealed word. Want me to prove it to you? Amen. How many babies did the devil try to convince Simeon, this is the Christ? This is the Christ. But Simeon never followed him. On his bad days, he didn't go follow the signs. Come on now. When he, when he felt like he was getting ready to kill over and just fall dead because he was an old man and he couldn't live another day. And the devil said, here's the child, Simeon. Here's the child. Just go on. He never fell for it because he was a seed germ. 
Hallelujah. And he was sufficiently impressed with the revealed word concerning his life. Oh, church living God, the prophet of God said, what happened? He said, Job had a way of getting himself out and letting the word of God move in. If we get ourselves out of the way, William Branham out of the way, he said, then God can come in and do things William Branham knows nothing about. When we're out of the way, then the inspired word moves in and does things. Remember, said, preach a gospel can make the people actually that was once bootleggers and gamblers and prostitutes and everything else out on the street. Amen. Sit in heavenly places in Christ Jesus and can feel the inspiration of the Spirit rise you to a place till you lose yourself and scream out, Amen and Hallelujah and praises to God. That's a wonderful thing. The identified, can I make an announcement? The identified word is back in our midst by the word test. And we are sufficiently impressed and we are freshly inspired by it. Now all scripture, somebody say all scripture, is given by God. Now listen, and is profitable in the doctrine Amen. For reproof, for correction, for instruction, righteousness. Now, when Paul writes this to Timothy, he opens up by saying, Amen, that evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, right? Deceiving and being deceived. Now, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to tie this together on this point. Amen. Before the week's over, he says, or this next week, I'm going to preach on this of the dullness, how that the world has blowed its poison breath into the face of the people that's got them deceived. Now, you all got your Bibles. When you get home, underline that word all in 2 Timothy 3. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. Now, you're going to think I'm crazy, but I'm going to read you the definition of all. Are you ready for this? Each, every, any, all, the whole, everyone, all things, everything. Any scripture, every scripture, all the scripture, the whole scripture, everything in the scripture is inspired by God. The prophet God said, see, then Jesus said, all scripture is inspired and not one of it, one bit of it can keep from being fulfilled. There is no way to keep the scripture from being fulfilled. Listen to what the prophet of God said. He said, now look, they're saying the word is uninspired. Y'all remember, Brother tells the story about the woman that was laying there dying and her son was over in, I think it was India and he was studying to be a preacher and she was dying. They sent a note to him and said, son, come home. Amen. Real quick, your mom's dying. Well, he couldn't get there in time. And a few weeks later, he got another telegram and said, your mom's well. So when he does come home, he walks in. There's his mom. She's sitting on the couch. And he says, mom, you know what happened? She said, well, she said that the, there were some people come down here. Amen. From that local full gospel church. And they come down here and they prayed. And they prayed according to Mark 16. And he said, mother, was that Mark 16 they were reading from? She said, yes. So well, you see in the seminary. We learned that Mark 16 from the ninth verse on is not inspired. And she said, well, glory, hallelujah. Come on, church. Glory, hallelujah. You say, well, that was emotion. No, it was God rejoicing in his people. 
It was God rejoicing in somebody that believed all of his word, every bit of his word, everything in his word, anything in his word was inspired. She said, glory, hallelujah. He said, oh, mother, you begin to act like those people. Shame on you. So what's the matter with you? said, I was just thinking, son, do you mean to tell me that Mark, the 16th chapter of God's Bible, from the ninth verse on is not inspired? said, yes. No, it's not, mother. It was put in there by a false witness. She said, well, praise the Lord. Well, praise the Lord. Let everything that hath breath praise ye the Lord. Said, I was just thinking, if God could heal me with the uninspired word, then what could he do? Then what could he do with that is really inspired? If God could deliver me from the jaws of death with uninspired word, then what could he do with inspired word? She said, well, you have to believe all God's word is inspired and it always has its right meaning and all the false conceptions of the earth, which looks real and looks reasonable, is only a perverted act of the devil from the original plan of God. Now, I'm closing here, I promise. Y'all are pulling, though, so stop. No, don't. Mark 16, he said, from the ninth verse on is uninspired. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm this kind of person, Sister Joanne. I got to go read what Mark 16, 9 says. And here's what it says. When Jesus was risen early the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, one of whom he had cast seven devils. Now, do you realize that this boy was in a seminary that told him that Mark 16 was put in the Bible by a false witness? From the ninth verse on is a false witness. It's uninspired. But here's the problem I've got with that, Brother Victor, is if you go read Mark 16, 9, it's not talking about somebody that wasn't there. In other words... He did not say he cast devils out of Martha and tell Mary Magdalene that. He told the very one she repeated what happened to her. Oh, glory to God. In other words, they were saying that the appearing to Mary Magdalene was a false witness. But you all know, amen, that there's a danger in the last days, and that is uninspired leadership will come among the church and will change things that's given by a true witness unto a false witness, right? Now, watch a prophet Vince, in Jeremiah 18, 18. Vince said, they come and let us devise devices against Jeremiah, for the law shall not perish from the priest, nor counsel from the wise, nor the word from the prophet come and let us smite with his tongue listen and let us not give heed to any of his words there was a poison breath of the devil that said don't you listen to Jeremiah don't you give any heed to his word the prophet God said oh it's been all the time not so much the people but the leaders get them mixed up by their words of wisdom in their uninspired leadership the words of worldly wisdom now watch what happens when Satan begins to blow his breath the prophet God said in Matthew 14, they was on the sea, the ship was tossed in the sea, and the winds was contrary. You know what caused the winds to become contrary? Is Satan got in those winds. Brother Bram said it was because Satan had begun to push out his poison breath and begin to blow his winds of strife. Now watch breaking churches up, separating brotherhood, making people think they're better than somebody else. They belong in a better bracket. They belong to a better church. And when Satan seen the little church without Christ, then he said, this is my opportunity. This is my time when I'll teach them how to blaspheme. 
So when the devil begins to blow his breath on the church, he's seizing his opportunity to become the voice of leadership and to teach the people how to blaspheme the Holy Ghost. Now don't get mad at me, but that's the same devil that moved in Jeremiah 18 and they got among the people and said, don't you give heed to Jeremiah's words. You hear what we got to say. Well, it's getting quiet, but we'll get through it. And the prodigal said what he's doing is his poison breath is trying to kill the word. Oh, to think tonight, whenever Satan blows on something, he is trying to seek it. But whenever God breathes on something, he is trying to raise it. Cloverdale Bible way, the devil is blowing on your church because he's trying to seek it. He's blowing on your young people because he's trying to seek them. But can I say this? There is a wind from heaven. There is a wind from the vindicated word of God that has been released from the mouth of God in the true church of God that's been born by the breath of God and that wind is blowing in here tonight and I want to close by saying this. We are not going down. We are going up. We are not going down. We're going up. Our church is not going down. Our church is going up. Our young people are not going down. Our young people are going up. Our homes are not going down. Our young people, our homes, our churches, our ministries. Come on, we're not going down, church. We're going up. Brother Tommy, how are we going to make it? The same God that breathed in Genesis has returned in the last day and he's breathed again across the church. And the word breathed there in John 20 means just as the original creation was completed by the act of God, so the new creation was completed by an act from the head of the new creation. Listen, Brother Tom, the word of John 20 is connected directly to Revelation 3. He is the head. He is the creator. Brother Curtis, He's the beginning of the new creation. Brother, sister, I'm about to blow apart up here. What are you saying? I'm saying the breath and spirit has become the same in the ministry of the bride. Brother Ed, I love this quote. The breath and the spirit has become the same. She is uniting together, bringing forth the same powerful blow. Oh, God. She, not he, she is bringing forth the same powerful blow. Can I have five minutes? She, not he, is bringing forth the same powerful blow. You say, Brother Andrew, where are you going with that? Well, did not the prophet of God say, I'll ride this trail again? He said, I'll ride this trail again. And every return ministry devil has crawled up out of hell and tried to label that some scare tactic or some heresy teaching. But I want to say this. Say all the prophet said. I said, say all the prophet said. And he also said that she, hallelujah, I feel like shouting right now, that she will ride this trail again. Well, has the devil convinced you that you're not she? Has the devil told you you're not she? Well, what if I tell you she is him? She is him. She is him. Him. She's bone of his bone. She's life of his life. She's power of his power. She's flesh of his flesh. She is him. Can I say this? He is here in she. You are she. And the same creation authority that was in he has returned to she and she's saying the same word she's speaking the same message she's saying only what's on the tapes and there is a power of the Holy 
Ghost and it's blowing through the church and it's breaking the devils. It's defeating spirits. Somebody give him praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. She, she is breathing the same word. Well, glory to God. Hallelujah. She is here in power. Won't you stand to your feet with us tonight? She is taking his place on the earth. The breath of God has inspired her. Brother Thomas, she dried her tears. The devil took his hands off her vocal cords. And so she no longer cries. She speaks. And the same authority as the musicians come. The anointing's in here. I'll preach all night. The same anointing that followed him and said, Who sends you remain are remitted. Who sends you retain are retained. But that authority has been deposited in the church by the breath of the immortal God. Can she live again? There's a valley full of dry bones. There's a valley full of dry bones. Brother Tim, Satan blew on him to sink him. These bones are already sunk. Brother Murphy, can they live again? Thou knowest, Lord. Thou knowest, Lord. Now, Lord, you come down here and you speak to these bones. Lord, you come down here. Oh, God, I got... Hallelujah. You speak to these bones, Lord. You come down here and do it, Lord. You come down here, Lord. Here's all the bones. Come on down, Lord. You know what he said? Son of man, prophesy. Son of man, prophesy. In other words, I'm going to come down and I'm going to come into you and I'm going to rejoice in you when them dry bones begin to live again. I'm not a crazy man. I feel the same wind that blew through that valley blowing through this room tonight. I feel the same anointing. I feel the same authority. I feel the same liberty. Oh, I feel the fresh breath of the Holy Ghost in Cloverdale Bible Way. And the devil is defeated. Breathe on the church again, Lord. Breathe on the church. Breathe on the church. Sister Ella, when God begins to breathe, things begin to get place. When God begins to breathe, things begin to go in their position. God, it's in here. I said when things begin, when God begins to breathe, things begin to go in position. Will we prove it to you? We prove it to you? The Bible said there was a valley full of dry bones. You know what the Bible said? Every bone. He didn't say bone to bone. Ever read it? Bone to his bone. So John had a leg bone and an ear bone. And Jim had a leg bone and an ear bone. And Ken had a leg bone and an ear bone. But when the breath of God come in the building, 
John didn't get Jim's ear bone. And Ken didn't get Joe's leg bone. But every bone went back to the original owner. Church of living God, don't you see what this message is doing? It's a breath of redemption power over the church. It's not bringing you back to the Baptist. It's not bringing you back to the Methodist. It said these words, you came from God and you're going back to God. Church of the living God, the breath of God has sent the church in order for the rapture. Somebody give him some praise in this building. The breath of God has set the church in position. Then you know what that tells me? Everything that belongs with you has got to go when you go. Them babies are coming home. Them babies are coming home. That testimony's coming back. That family's coming back. That healing's coming back. Come on, church. Everything that was in the original is going to come back. Hallelujah. And there ain't enough devils in hell to stop it. There ain't enough unbelieving spirits to bind it. We are not deceived. We are following the word. Now I know what you're saying. You're saying, preacher, you're long-winded. I already know that. Okay. Forgive me. I, forgive me. Some of y'all ain't saying that. It's the devil saying that. All right. And you ain't the devil. You're word believers and you're not deceived. And the devil hates that. So you know what he's doing right now? He's trying to kill you. His poison breath is trying to literally kill this bride. He's trying to kill fellowship. He's trying to split up churches. He's trying to break up brotherhoods. He's trying to put men on their own agendas. Come on, church. I know what I'm talking about. He's trying all kinds of things. But you know what I believe? I believe we're a Jonah. And the prophet God said when Jonah was in the belly of a whale, he said it was like being in the belly of hell. And he said when he was in that whale's belly, he said he was surrounded by seaweed and all kinds of things. He said, now listen, in order for Jonah to come out alive, he had to have some oxygen. He said, then seeing God's miracle, he said, now somehow oxygen came in that whale. And he just breathed normally for three days and took a little rest and ride so he could go take the 40 days journey. He said, now what happened? He got all freshened up. He got all freshened up with some new oxygen out of heaven. It couldn't come out of the well. It couldn't come out of the sea. It had to come from God. Can I say this? This is my prayer for this church tonight. This is my prayer for these meetings this weekend. Oh, breathe on us tonight, Lord, that the oxygen of the word of God in the power of his resurrection, that we can stay alive in this last wicked day. Breathe upon us, Holy Spirit. That's it, brother. Breathe, Lord, fill us with oxygen. How many can raise your hands tonight and say, Lord, breathe on me. Breathe on my pastor. Breathe on my ministry. Breathe on my church. Breathe on my young people. Breathe on my home. Breathe on my family. Breathe on my church. Breathe on my wife. Breathe on my husband. Oh, God, just breathe on us. we got to stay alive. Sister Joelle, we got to stay alive in this last wicked day. And the only way we're going to do it is if we get some wind from the heavens of oxygen into our lungs. Breathe on us, oh God. He said, what we need today is a good breathing spell, the good breath of fresh from heaven, of the baptism of the Holy Ghost over again, and the Holy Spirit working the church with signs and wonders. Breathe on us, Holy Spirit. 
come into your church, Lord Jesus, the great morning star, the pillar of fire. Burn your way through every unbelief into the hearts of the people tonight. I invite the pillar of fire to come in this church and to burn its way into every young person, into every elder, into every, hallelujah, hallelujah, into every preacher. I invite the pillar of fire. Burn your way through the dullness. Let the breath of God fall fresh in their hearts and let them know time is running out. Oh, hide me in the rock of ages. God, let me, let me breathe upon me, Lord. Spirit of the living God, breathe upon me. Let me take God's filter. Let me take God's filter. Let me take God's filter and live under that, Lord. Let me breathe the fresh air of the Holy Ghost into my lungs, in my soul each day that I sin not against you, O oh Lord. Breathe on me, Holy Spirit. Breathe on me. Breathe on me, Holy Spirit. Oh, how many can just lose yourself right now in the presence of God and say, breath of God, breathe on our church. Breathe on Cloverdale once again, Lord. Breathe on our pastor, Lord. Breathe on our brother and sister, Biscuit, oh God. Breathe upon the ministry, Father. Breathe upon the young people, Lord. Breathe upon the musicians, Lord. Breathe upon the Sunday school teachers. Breathe upon the officers, Lord. Breathe upon the musicians, oh God. Breathe upon our singers, Lord. Breathe upon our meetings, Lord. Breathe upon our prayer meetings. Breathe upon our services oh God. We invite you as the word made flesh in the age we're living. We invite you in our church again Lord. Breathe upon us Father. Breathe upon us Lord. Breathe upon us oh God. Let that same breath of authority that was in him, let it come into she and let the same powerful breath of God come out of she. Let situations begin to change. Let enemies begin to be consumed oh God. Breathe. Breathe upon the false doctrines, O oh God, and consume them by the spirit of your mouth. Breathe upon the ideas that Brother Branham said, said things that was not of the word, it was his opinion. Breathe upon them lying devils from the pits of hell and destroy them, O oh God. Breathe upon that devil that says this message is not the absolute. Breathe upon that devil, O oh God, that says the prophet is not the true prophet. Breathe upon that devil and destroy him, O oh God. Breathe upon him, Lord. Release your anointed immortal breath. Hallelujah. 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 Breathe upon our sick, O God, and consume the disease by the breath of the Holy Ghost. Breathe upon our sick, O God, that are battling cancer. Our brother Ron, breathe upon him, O God. Breathe upon his body. Breathe upon his lungs, Lord. Breathe upon his eyes. Breathe upon his brain, O God. Consume that devil of cancer with the breath of the immortal God. Breathe upon him, O God. Breathe upon every organ in his body. Breathe upon our brother, O God. Consume that devil of cancer by the breath of your word and bring a victory in the house of God. We'll see a victory oh God in this youth camp. We'll see a victory in these meetings this weekend. Lord as you begin to breathe right now we're going to see a victory Lord. We're going to see a victory Lord. Cloverdale Bible Way is going to see a victory Lord. The young people is going to see a victory oh God. Families and parents are going to see a victory. We breathe upon them by the message of the hour. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Prodigals are coming home. Prodigals are coming home as the wind of God is blowing across bar rooms. It's blowing across clubs. It's blowing across schools and coming to themselves, oh God, by the mortal breath, by the immortal breath of God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. 
Satan, you are defeated in the name of Jesus Christ. We evict you from this campus. We evict you from this church ground. We evict you from the campgrounds. We serve you notice, Satan, in the name of Jesus Christ. The breath of God, hallelujah, is breathing in the church. Oh, that's it tonight, friends. Inhale and exhale tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Breathe the wind of the Holy Ghost again. Some of y'all need to breathe right now. You need to inhale and you need to exhale. You've inhaled the problems. It's time to exhale the problems and inhale the promises. You've inhaled the situations. It's time to exhale the situations and inhale the solution. You've inhaled the questions. It's time to exhale the questions and inhale the answer. And Christ is the answer. He's the answer to the problem. He's the answer to the family. You've inhaled the sickness. You've inhaled the bad reports. You've inhaled the doctor's reports. And they've done all they can do. But tonight is a new night. Today is a new day. It's time to exhale the sickness and inhale the atoning power of healing by the blood of Jesus Christ. Listen, some of you all have inhaled your past. You've inhaled condemnation. You have inhaled guilt. You have inhaled the past. But I challenge you tonight by the vindicated word of God. I command you by the word of God. Exhale the condemnation. Exhale the guilt and inhale the justification. Inhale the blood of Jesus Christ until your sins are forgiven and your iniquities are remembered no more. Let it go tonight by the immortal breath of God. Breathe, oh God. Breathe, oh God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, that's it tonight. Breathe on it. Breathe on that devil and tame to gather your way. Breathe on that sickness. Breathe on that depression. Breathe on that nervousness. Breathe on that unforgiven spirit. Breathe on that bitterness. That's it up in the balcony. Breathe on it tonight. And let the wind of God consume that devil. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Brother Andrew, I've heard it's impossible. You've inhaled impossibilities. It's time to exhale the impossibility and inhale the promise that with God all things are possible. Hallelujah. Brother Andrew, I used to praise God. I can't praise him no more. It's time to change your air filter. It's time to change your air filter. You got the wrong filter. It's time to get a thinking man's filter. It's time to let the message of the hour become the filter over your home again. It's time to let the message of the hour become the filter over our doctrine again, over the things we teach, over the things we preach. It's time to let the filter come back in the house of God and filter out every poisonous, foul breath of Satan and let the wind of God, let it breathe again in our church. Breathe again in our lungs oh God hallelujah hallelujah that we might not sin against thee that we might not sin against thee Hallelujah. That's it tonight. Breathe, her church. Breathe, Cloverdale. You in your homes, I say to you tonight, breathe. You stream in this service, I say breathe. You will go back and archive it, I say breathe. I say breathe, church. Breathe, young people. You breathe Laodicea's poisonous air long enough. It's time to breathe the message again. It's time to breathe the promises again. It's time to get some authority back in your prayers. It's time to get some authority back in your singing. It's time to get some authority back in your preaching. Time to get some authority back in your praying. It's time to take back everything that the devil has stole from us. It's our time, Brother Tom. It's our season. Satan's had his day. He's had his opportunity. He's taught the people things. They should have never been taught. But there's a wind of the message of the hour. And it's blowing across the church. And it's saying, let not the things of the devil have preeminence in your life any longer. Hallelujah.
stop. It's the time to lift up your voice. Don't let somebody beside you do your praise. Let every man that hath breath, let him praise the Lord. Brother Ethan, open up your lips and just say, I praise you, Lord Jesus. I praise you in the morning. I'll praise him in the new time. I'll praise him. He's worthy of all praise. Hallelujah. There's an old song. Maybe we haven't sung in years, but we'll sing it with real meaning. A little slow, but sing it with meaning. Let him breathe on me. Let him breathe on me. We know that chorus? I think you bring it down a little bit for me. Let him breathe on me. Oh, let him breathe on me. Let the whole sing it with meaning now. Now breathe on me. Just let him breathe. Let him breathe. Now breathe. Let's lift up our hearts now. Oh, let him breathe. desire, Lord. Let the Holy Ghost fall, Lord. Glory to your name. Let the Holy Ghost Now let's sing it from the depths of our heart one more time, Lord. Oh, let him breathe. Breathe on me. Breathe on that brother that's beside me, Lord. The sister. Just let the Holy Ghost. prisoner to him God set a tone set a tone for the meetings keep it in your heart we come to camp now Lord let those signs follow me as I walk out the door you don't have to look back you just look to the word and watch the Holy Spirit come behind you You saw me stand up a couple of times, did you not? You know, one time I stood up was for Brother Ken. 
Andrew, you don't know. Brother Ken can hardly breathe sometimes. And you said, now, if you don't have breath, he'll breathe in you, Ken. Isn't that right? Isn't that right, Brother Ken? Receive it, Brother Ken. Receive it. That's what the word's all about. Receive it. They call it COVID. I call it a devil. And we got power to bind and we got power to loose. And I bind that demon. He's a man of God. He has stood true. And when the word goes forth, I claim it. And when it comes forth to you, you claim it. Not because the preacher's excited, but the word's exciting you. The word's met my need. The word met my friend's need. The word has met the assembly's need. It's not mental. It's heart. I heard the heart of God speak tonight. And I heard the breath. And felt the breath. So much is going so dead. The word's not dead. It is a living, thriving, vibrating word of God. And I want you to take it personal to me. Breathe on me, Lord. I haven't praised you before. It's, you know, you say, well, Brother Tom, you, you exhort us all the time to praise you, praise you. Well, if you look at that scripture, Brother Andrew preached tonight in Psalms 150, why wouldn't you praise him? If you, have, if you say, I, I love the word. The word says, praise the Lord. Praise God. Praise him in the sanctuary. Praise him. Praise him in the firmament. Praise him. Praise him for his mighty works. Praise him. Don't we have breath? Then can we praise him tonight? Why the breath of God's breathing on a people. Bringing them to life again. Bringing them to life. We sang another old song. I'll praise him in the morning. I'll praise him in the noontime. You know what I thought today? I, I thought tonight, Brother Andrew, actually I was going to run around this church. And the people would have freaked out. Say, why is Brother Tom so enthused? Because I love this message. And I love what it produces. And it produces life. It produces life. Not intellect. It produces life. It's the life behind the name that makes the demons tremble.
offend you, you've already preached my voice away. <laughs> We've got too many services left. <laughs> Let the breath of God breathe. As he did Mary from crying to praise. Amen. How many enjoyed the word of God? Amen. Yes, sir. We've come back to the absolute. <laughs> Somebody's going to have to help me sing that one. All right. Oh, you see. 
If you have heard the word tonight and you need deliverance, you let that breath breathe on you. You need the Holy Ghost? Breathe on us. You want a freedom in the Holy Ghost? <laughs> Amen. I'm expecting great things. Rapture. New body. That demon is bound by the inspired word of the Lord. He's under our feet. And we're going to claim our land, Brother George. Amen. We're going to claim our land. We got these precious loved ones that are going to spend the next few days in the presence of the Lord. May they return home on fire and filled with God. That's Brother Tom's heart's desire for you. Forget lukewarm. Forget lukewarm. And forget being cold. You come back to the church of the living God on fire. Amen. Let's bow our heads. Heavenly Father, not just nice words. Not just nice thoughts. To know, Lord, that the mind of God is able to discern every thought and intent of the heart. It's still inspired. And we saw it in action tonight, Lord, throughout the assembly. I pray, Father God, that you'll keep breathing upon us. Let the divine inspiration of Almighty God move us into heavenly places always. Father, our past conceived ideas formed by the thoughts of man won't do us anything. But put ye on the mind of Christ and let God be manifested in flesh again, Lord. I ask, Father, that you'll be with each one of our campers, counselors, staff in the kitchen, those that make the camp happen, Lord. May you just envelop us these next few days. And some of us, Lord, may we just, just get lost in God, lost in the presence of Jesus Christ. Bless Brother Andrew. He's preached hard, preached strength. May God you strengthen him now. As your prophet spoke about Elijah, he needed an angel with the softest hands. May it touch our brother tonight as he lays in bed. Invigorate him. Strengthen him. Guide him for the days that are ahead. And may the word of God have preeminence within our camp, we pray. Bless your children as they go their separate ways and prepare now for a wonderful weekend in the presence of God. Go with us now in Jesus' name. Amen. Greet one another, please. Greet one another with a godly handshake and say, God bless you. You're dismissed in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Pray for the camp. Everybody's invited on Sunday, remember. That will be our Sunday morning service. And if you're unable to make it, it will be streamed for you at your home. So God bless you. You're dismissed.